James Hippolyti, also known as Dr. J on TikTok. I am the retired demon hunter and knower of things. Let's get this right up front. I have a Patreon. Do it every month. I write a horror story. So if you like this scary stuff, then definitely go to jamesability.com forward slash Patreon. All these links will be in the show notes so you can find them really easy. If you have a demon you want me to talk about and research, uh, definitely go to my Twitter, jamesability.com forward slash Twitter and Tweet me what demon you want me to cover. If you like what you hear in this, go over to Apple Podcasts, give me a review, uh, write something nice. It really does help. And again, my Patreon helps me to keep the lights on in the studio. If you don't want to read my stories, I don't know why you wouldn't. But if you just want to get bonus stuff, Patreon, I have that, $3 a month. And I'm going to have a bonus episode of... um, the Book of the Dead, it's a video I'm going to put up this week. And if you are part of my Patreon, like at the minimal, if $3 a month, you will have access to my bonus videos and bonus episodes. So that is something you can do. And I also want to talk about, last week we went over Amet. And I did see the last episode. I loved what they did. The image was not quite what I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, we had the crocodile head, but then we had sort of like dreadlocks instead of a lion's mane and then a sort of dress. So we couldn't really see the bottom of the hippo, but I will say they are releasing a Funko pop of Ahmet, which is what I wanted. And I'm happy. Now let's get on to the show. Welcome to episode two of the real demons of pop culture. I am your host, James Ippolitti. You may also know me as Dr. J, the retired demon hunter and knower of things. I'm TikTok famous and I love it. So today's episode, we're going to talk about Lilith. Lilith is absolutely all over pop culture. And I really loved researching Lilith because there's so many interesting things about this character. And, you know, she is either a woman who rebelled against God and Adam, a seductive demoness plagued the dreams of men to grow demonic families like a succubus. She could be a vampire or even a monster that preyed on pregnant women devouring their children. So let's get into this. We have to go back to ancient Mesopotamia, Babylon, Sumer, back way before we get into the Jewish-Christian area. Um, Because back then, it was the Lalitu demon. Uh, This is from ancient Mesopotamia. It's a female night demon, an airborne spirit. Uh, This basically was a demon that explained high infant mortality rates. So way back when, I mean, being pregnant and having children was very dangerous and it didn't go well. And to explain why all these children were dying or going missing or why women were dying in childbirth, this demon um, was invented 
So we have this demon to explain that. Now, even if a children, like if your child got lost, that was, that was Lilith. Um, they wouldn't use Lilith. It was the Lilu or Lalitu spirit. Uh, but a lot of scholars believe that this is the uh, precursor to Lilith. Because back then, um, you know, the pregnant women and children were the most vulnerable. And, you know, uh, if a baby was stillborn, again, the Lilitu, this is what we have. Now, we have nothing, nothing yet about Lilith being Adam's first wife or being anything but that. Now, there are some uh, mentions of the ancient Lilith, this Lilitu of <clears throat> drinking blood and sucking bone marrow and gnawing on bones of children. Um, so there is a little bit of this vampire and uh, idea of Lilith, and we're going to get into that because that comes up a lot. And it's basically a mixture of all these different stories getting uh, built upon through the ages. So she's definitely a winged demon of the night back then. There is the idea of the demon being a succubus, where this demon would come at the night and steal men's semen to build her army of demons. She would have her own children of demons. And that's another thing that comes back. Um, and what people did back then, they, they truly did believe. It's not like how we look at it today as an explanation for things like high mortality rates of children and, and stillbirths and things. They believed that this demon existed and was coming for their kids. And so there, there are different amulets um, that you could have back then. And um, you could wear an amulet. Or there's also incantation balls. And the incantation balls would have this spiraling text in the bowl. It would just go around and go around. And you would take this bowl and you would put it like upside down in the corner of your house, uh, maybe in cemeteries. This was used to trap these demons. And it keeps the spirits out. So you could also have um, some of these on the doorways of your homes to keep the spirits out at night. So there were a lot of protections against the Lilitu demons. Now there is a Bernie relief. You can look up this. If we want to see what the earliest image of Lilith was. Now there is debate on this because this relief uh, is also called the Queen of the Night Relief. And some people believe it's the goddess Inanna. Others say it's Lilith. But it is a carved relief in stone. And we have a naked woman with wings, and she has like talons for feet, and she's standing on lions, and to her left and right, there are owls. So there are two lions and two owls. Um, her arms are, her hands are like up, almost like, you know, don't shoot, don't shoot, like that kind of uh, gesture. And so uh, there are some that believe this is Lilith. Other people believe it's Inanna. Um, and there is a connection with Inanna and Lilith. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but it's a really beautiful relief that you can go and look up online, either the Bernie relief or Queen of Night relief. You'll see this image. Uh, very cool. She is mentioned, or at least the Lilitu is mentioned in uh, the Epic of Gilgamesh, uh, an ancient, ancient story. And 
really, I don't want to get into much of this story. I just want to get to the point that the, basically um, there was this, the goddess Inanna wanted a throne. And she was going to use this tree to make her throne. But there were these uh, three beings that were uh, basically hanging out in the tree. And one of them was the Lilitu. Uh, and Gilgamesh comes and saves the day and scares all these things and sends Lilitu um, to the desert. It's a desolate place outside of civilization. So that's that's important when we get to the only mention of Lilith in the Bible. But in ancient Babylon, Lilitu was the prostitute for the goddess Ishtar, or also Inanna. In these stories, she's there to promote uh, promiscuity. The owl that's in the relief and that is often mentioned with the Lilitu is a bird of prey that hunts at night. So we got this, again, emphasizing a winged demon that hunts at night. And so that's that's a lot of the early, early versions of Lilith. Very dark stuff dealing with a time where women and children were dying probably at alarming rates. Um, and imagine, like, you know, if you're, you're pregnant and, you know, you have a child and either you miscarry or it's a stillborn um, you're going to look at other, other people who had successful pregnancies and, and their children are alive and wonder why. Why is it that your child did not successfully come into this world? And these stories help explain a very, very hard reality. And that was their, the, the initial purpose of this Lilitu um, demon it's not till much later that we get to the Lilith we know more from pop culture. Speaking of pop culture, let's talk about the holy grail of pop culture that I would sell my soul for. It is The Chilling Adventures of Sorcery Number 1. This is the first appearance of Sabrina the Witch, and it's from 1972, and if you can find it in pretty good condition, it's going to get you a few hundred bucks. So that is definitely something cool to check out. Now let's get back to Lilith. The first part we would have to talk about is Genesis. So in the first chapter of Genesis, there is the creation of man. In this version, man and woman are created at the same time from the same clay. And then Genesis 2, we have the story that everybody knows about Adam and Eve, where man is created from the clay, and God decides he needs this partner. And so he takes a rib from Adam while Adam is sleeping and creates Eve. Now, if you're Christian and you believe in this stuff, you can say, well, Genesis 2 is just an expansion of Genesis 1. It's the same story. And if you want to believe that, fine. But most likely what happened was there was originally two different creation stories. And then the uh, the men who come together and put all this stuff together, they basically tried to put two creation stories one after another. And now we have that contradiction. And the problem is that God can't contradict himself. 
So we can't have that be something that exists in the Bible. And this is troubling for early people who read this. Uh, Today, most people may not give a shit, but it's troubling to people who truly believe this and read this and see this contradiction. But it isn't until much, much later that we have the Lilith as Adam's first wife story. This is basically fan fiction. Um, and it isn't until the Middle Ages, the, the medieval time, when the alphabet of Ben Sirah is written. Now, this is a collection of satirical proverbs. Uh, it's a Jewish work. And this, now probably written somewhere between you know, the 8th century to the 11th century in the Common Era, so this is much later story. And the story is made um, to kind of help with this contradiction in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. So what is this story? This is the one that really, really brings home this idea of Lilith being the first wife of Adam. And so they are created as equals, just like it says in Genesis 1. But they have a argument because neither one, they don't want to be submissive during sex. So they both want the dominant position, which means being on top. And some people argue that it's not necessarily being on top in sex, but having the dominant role in the relationship. And they can't agree on this, right? And Lilith has a good point, right? Lilith was created by the same clay and is an equal to man. Oh, and this is a problem. This is a problem to early men, right? How dare she? How dare this woman? And that's what we really get out of this. It's actually awful. There's no reason in the way we look at things today, there is no reason that we should demonize a woman for feeling equal. However, this is the old old days back when that was the norm, right? How dare she? And so what she says is, look, I'm not going to be submissive to you, Adam. And she says, goodbye, and leaves the Garden of Eden. She just leaves, but she doesn't just leave. Before she leaves, she pronounces God's real name, which is a big no-no. And then she, I guess, somehow inherits wings. And I'm guessing that's the, you know what we got going on here is when she pronounces God's real name, she gets wings and flies away. That's, that's the story. She flies off and she settles near the Red Sea um, and becomes this demon mom where she's just birthing tons of demon children every day. And um, she's hanging out there doing her thing. Now, let's bring this, let's hammer this point in. She is now a demon with demon children. children. She's out of the Garden of Eden only because she demanded equality. That's where we are. So, uh, she has no intention of returning. She's not going back. God, of course, takes Adam's side. Yep. So, God takes Adam's side. He doesn't come down and say, well, you know, Adam, women are equal. Women are just as equal as men, and they should all have the same. Nope. God comes down and says, nope, she's wrong, but I'm going to try to get her back for you. So he sends these three angels to drag her back against her will, if need be. Um, And they go, and she doesn't want to go back. So 
The angels promise they're going to kill 100 of her demon children every day. And in return, she's also going to kill human children. Now, this, this part here, we can see where that's coming from, the earlier Mesopotamia uh, stories about um, you know, children being killed by the Lilitu. Now we sort of have Lilith also killing children. And so, um, but she, she has these rules, like the first eight days a boy is born, she has dominion over them, and then the first 20-some days, if it's a girl, she has dominion over them. So what happened was, I don't know why she made this deal, but she made this deal that if she goes to these babies to kill them and they have amulets that have the names of the three angels on them, she cannot kill them. And so it was popular back then for people to have these amulets with the names. And they found these in archaeological finds of these um, amulets with the names of the angels on them. So this was, again, something people really believed they needed to have precautions against. So now we have Lilith living as a demon, having demon children and attacking human children. And, you know, it's pretty horrific. All she did was want equality. All right. But then you'll say, well, what's this alphabet of Ben Sarah? That's not in the Bible. Right. There's no Lilith in the Bible except for one mention. There's one mention of Lilith in the Bible. It's Isaiah 34, 14. And it's basically God's wrath on this city of Edom. Basically, this is one of those um, stories where um, if you don't, like you're an enemy land, and we're going to tell you how you're going to be destroyed. It's much like um, when you hear Putin now talking about the West and how he makes these crazy pronunciations about you will see you know, horrors like you've never seen before. I'm not sure what Putin's exact words are, but he's scaring the rest of the world that if, you know, you don't fly right with me, it's going to be awful for you, right? This is what this Isaiah 34, 14 is basically saying. And they're saying like the enemies of God, which is the, any pagan, I guess anybody who's not part of the Jewish faith, um, because remember, this is Isaiah, this is not, um, this is Old Testament stuff, right? So it's saying, hey, we're going to destroy you. And the mention of Lilith is that when we destroy you, there will be a place where Lilith will repose. It's like this one little thing. And remember when I talked about earlier in ancient Mesopotamia, that Lilith, when Gilgamesh got Lilith out of the tree, she was exiled to a desolate place. So what they're saying is, hey, there's going to be a Lilith, meaning your city, whatever it is, is going to be just this desolate wasteland. If, you know, we're going to come after you, we're going to destroy you, you're going to have a desolate wasteland. Um, think of it just like, you know, saying, hey, man, you don't fly right, we're going to nuke your city. 
It's basically what they're saying. And using the Lilith, along with some other crazy things they say are going to... There's a lot of myth, mythical creatures they add, some real creatures and some mythological creatures in this Isaiah statement. Um, and the Lilith, though, what's fascinating about this part to me is how many different ways they translate it Lilith in all the different Bibles. So sometimes it's translated as a centaur. Um, a very popular one is a screeching owl. But there have been translations of a vampire in that text, um, which, again, we're going with Lilith now. A lot of people associate with vampirism. And then also translate it the Lamia. Now, the Lamia is Greek, right? So a regular woman who fell to lust, her children are killed as punishment, um, and she's turned into a monster, some vampiric demon. She fed off the blood of, blood of young men, um, and sometimes she would go after children to revenge her lost children. Um, and she's, Lamia is there to basically tell us about the dangers of lust. So Lamia mentioned there's definitely, there is this connection between that Greek and Lilith. And years and years, remember, a lot of this is fan fiction. And it's, we got old texts that are made up for whatever reason to explain something that people don't understand. And then later on, people start writing more and more and more. So they'll take from maybe some Greek story they knew, or they'll take from an ancient Jewish tradition. And the Christian tradition combines these, and we get these new versions of Lilith. There's no real one Lilith. It's just an amalgamation of many different things. We have more mentions of Lilith in the Kabbalah text, and a lot of that is where we have Lilith, and the dark archangel Samuel as dark mirror images of Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve are the father and mother of hum humans or mankind. And uh, Lilith and Samuel are the mother and father of demons. There are also references in the Kabbalah of the snake in the Garden of Eden being Lilith who tempted Eve. And we see some amazing artwork uh, that come out. Of, you'll see like the bottom of the snake wrapped around the tree, but the top is a woman. This is Lilith represented as the temptress in the Garden of Eden. Um, but let's go and just wrap up before we get into the pop culture stuff. That you know we're going to look at what we're seeing. So one, she rebelled against God and Adam, and she rebelled because she wanted equality. Um, and this is what really gets me is that we hold these ancient texts up as if they should be worshipped or, or looked at as the word of God. And the, the truth is that modern humanity knows better than the men who wrote these misogynistic texts. We shouldn't be looking at this stuff and saying, wow, uh, man is better than woman. We should be looking at it and saying, we're better than that now. And that's a good thing. Um, then we have the succubus, right? These are explaining things like wet dreams. It's probably also another way of getting men um, out of trouble, right? Maybe they did something like, oh, uh, the Lilith demon um, came to me, and that's why, that's why someone else is pregnant. It wasn't me. The Lilith demon stole my semen and put it in this other woman. Now she's pregnant. So it, it could also be used that way. Um, and then we have... Uh, the devouring of children. That's another common theme, uh, childbirth, and, you know, just to explain the high mortality rate. And eventually, 
the vampire. She becomes this vampire. And a lot of this, I mean, if we take a look at the, the pop culture, right? Um, in True Blood, we got 30 Days a Night. It's a very common theme, vampire. Supernatural, she's the first human tempted by Lucifer to become a demon. Uh, we have it in video games, Final Fantasy, Diablo, Borderlands, Darksiders, Devil May Cry. Uh, Narnia, she's the white witch. She's a descendant of Lilith. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Now, I am a huge fan of the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the comic. I think it's great. But in the comic, she's Madam Satan, and she becomes a teacher, and it's not Lilith. Um, but in the TV show, it's Lilith. The thing that gets lost a lot is the feminist part. And that's definitely, you know, the 90s had the Lilith Fair, where it was the all-woman uh, music um, event. Lilith Fair, um, and a lot of feminists use Lilith as you know someone to hold up and say, "Look, here's a woman who defied not only man but God, right? And for good reason, and was was demonized for it. I mean, it's such a powerful story uh, when you look at it that way. So, further reading, if you want to go and read more on Lilith. There are a lot of books that you can look up. There's definitely one called The Coming of Lilith. And what that kind of is, is um, a lot about feminist movement, things like that. From 72 to 2003, there's essays and things like that. Of course, there's Lilith, The Legend of the First Woman. Uh, Lilith, Healing the Wild is another book you can check out. If you have a demon you want me to talk about, then go to my Twitter, jamesippolitti.com forward slash Twitter. I'm at jamesippolitti at Twitter. I'm at jamesippolitti on TikTok and J at james underscore ippolitti on Instagram. Thank you so much. Keep coming back. I will be here next Monday with a new demon of pop culture. to follow me on TikTok at James Ippolitti. I'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. The Real Demons of Pop Culture is a Gorilla Delphia production.